us three beyond, and we got Penny over here. The the three munchkins. There's the three munchkins. <laughs> hey, you. I'm assuming you want that one, right? the dab rig with liquid diamonds and then smoked a ruby through the liquid diamond water. Codebreaker, Courtney was messaged me about eating diamonds out of the father's hand this morning. <laughs> Seize your flesh with intoxication. Mm. 
upon your flesh. Ooh. Mighty waves. <laughs> Let your souls be pulled away with the tide of God. <laughs> well, my favorite part of the new Star Wars movie is they have these gigantic waves in the movie that are like as big as skyscrapers on this one planet. Get absorbed in skyscraper waves <laughs> when you're doing your skywalking. She's sitting in this chair and <clears throat> be in the same room. You can move that chair over here and just soak next to us. <laughs> the couch will be nice. <laughs> Whatever's comfy. Picture yourself standing in the water, getting beaten by the waves. Uh -huh. well, Put yeah. your spirit there. Oh man. Cup of Mystic Mystery. My favorite. And a cup of regular old predictable glory. at my front door.
should probably install that if anyone's planning on coming to the <laughs> studio tonight. Oops. So they can message us to get in. <laughs> <laughs> the doorbell's charging. Yeah, how did you guys even get in? I not <laughs> I'm watching. Knock and the door will open. <laughs> 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 Okay, something really crazy that I realized today. I thought I I was just so incredibly high and so just soaring, absolutely soaring today that I got to this place where I was like, wait a minute. It was like such a high glory that it just like completely shook my system and I kind of got like totally shook up and a new layer of hell kind of just shook loose. And for a second I'm like, I need humility. I need to go down low. I need to go down low. I need to go down low. And, and, and I realized after a while that the height that I was at was actually where God wanted me to be in his humility to like reject the height that I was at. And like just realizing how fast God wants to exalt you, like how quickly, like you give him two inches of humility and he's ready to shoot you a million miles into the sky. So do not put a cap on how high he's gonna shoot you. Just, 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 it's not pride to, to take every inch of height that he gives you. Just, it's like a bounce, it's like a trampoline bouncing. Once you reach a height and it's time to fall again, let yourself fall. But don't put a cap that God hasn't put on you. Because <laughs> he'll take you way higher. <laughs> Here's why we're all at the bar anyway. We're all at Joel's bar because the end of Revelations is about the great feast. <laughs> the wedding. And everyone in their carnal mind looked at it like, oh, we gotta have all this other stuff happens, then we go to the wedding feast. No, we started at the wedding feast and then worked our way back. Total perfection. The last shall be first, the first shall be last, says the Lord. It's written. Oh, yeah. You work your way from the last thing in the Bible back through the first thing in the Bible by feasting. <laughs> You start out in eternity. Yep. And you work your way back through all the time. <laughs> Perfect will of God. It's like deja vu all And you'd be over so again. high and drunk while you're doing it because you started out in eternity, which is building on the solid rock. <laughs> Weather every storm. <laughs> Things get too crazy in the past. Just go back to where you started in the future. Spend <laughs> a couple extra days in eternity, resting and feasting before you go back into time and, and deal with spiritual warfare. That's why there's no demons here. They're already defeated. They're already gone. Just like we are. Our minds have awakened to the eighth day. <laughs> We come with the weapons of the pruning hooks. We come as gardeners from the future. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
fucking thumbs. Promised land, Joe Bawana. The glory is so obnoxiously strong today. We <laughs> really need it, Joe. Oh, so good. Thank you, Father. Father of glory. Spreading this glory through the past. <clears throat> Whoa. From the sky, sprinkling fairy dust, mm. <coughs> pixie dust over the whole earth. <laughs> a, wise, a wise man once said, all it takes is faith and trust and a little bit of pixie dust. <laughs> think of, think of reindeer, think of snow, think of something, and off you go. You can fly. Think of a wonderful thought, any happy little thought. Some of you, when you hear this this music right now, this me, this meditating water, like you have to picture yourself being the water itself. Like transform yourself and put your spirit in the water and be the wave, and then also be the rocks that are being crashed on. So literally, it's just your wave crashing on your rock and be in both places. Like we're all like always stuck in our mind and God is omnipresent. He's in all creation. So you have to put yourself in there and feel yourself get wrecked by yourself. <laughs> Tickle your toes with the wave. Feel your toes being tickled by the total waves. happy dolphins in 19. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You gotta play that at some point. On the day of Pentecost, it was a mighty rushing wind that came forth and did what? Became like tongues of fire on top of everyone's heads. How does wind turn into tongues of fire and be on everyone at once? Like this is the transformation of God. Jesus came back fully formed and omnipresent as the Holy Spirit on all earth. <laughs> Spread your wings. <laughs> Enjoy the living water today, it's really refreshing. If you have anything that needs to be washed and cleansed in your life, just bring it into these waters and wash it right now. 
family member, bring their name right into the water, a situation, something in work, a bill, you got a bill, you bring it right into the water. This water is alive. It wants to father you. It's God himself. It'll father you as you bring your whole life into the water. The more you get fathered underwater, the more you live out of the new Jerusalem, the water city. can only really talk about what you're experiencing in the mo moment when it's this strong. Like there is so much that happened today, revelations and stuff, but it's like you come into this ocean and it's just, man, let everybody feel this right now. Swim time with Jesus. The water is alive and kissing you at a cellular and atomic level. You take a swim in this water, you'd be healed of every sickness and disease, delivered from demons, transformed from strongholds and mindsets. Glory. land is by drinking this water and sinking down <clears throat> underwater. Once you're underwater, you'll live out of Eden all the time. water makes you feel physically like all the drugs in the world combined. There's angelic drugs in the water. <laughs> Liquid diamonds. Just stick your head in a big seashell of glory cocaine and just snort a big line of seashell cocaine underwater through your ears. Drink a crystal chalice full of liquid, melted rubies, infused with third heaven acid into your eyeballs. It has put big, huge lines of liquid glory cocaine on the fins of the mermaids and just snort them in your nostrils right up into your brain and get transfigured. Mermaid lines. Oh. 
expect to be doing much Bible reading in this kind of glory. You can barely open your eyes. In fact, what do you even need your eyes for? Yeah. Just enjoy the glory. Take a break from your natural senses. Let your heart burn within you. Take this time to just enjoy His presence. flesh baptized in the presence of God like an ocean of liquid glory. And your senses were ruined for any other physical experience. Mm -hmm. It's true. God wants to spoil you so that nothing else will pleasure you or even excite you except the things of God. <laughs> Normal anointing. <laughs> Living in the fascination and awe of God. I wonder how he's going to intoxicate me and throw my senses in the greater way today. Isn't it like it for us every day, Penny? The best, 
Be washed. And go 
back through your DNA and your generations on these waves and cleanse your bloodlines back through Adam today and live out of eternity past and eternity future in the infinity Jesus loop of Genesis. Oh. Also known as the bridal loop of sheer bliss. Mary, let's marry the end and the beginning so that the lion and the lamb lay down together in perfect peace. Mm. Will you bring people into the water slipstream, Brandon? Yeah. If you would just open your hearts and attach your hearts. <laughs> and we'll go on a ride together right now. Thank you, Father, for everyone's heart strings attached to our royal throat. We go through the waters together, washing all the past, and then loop back into the future and wash it again and again, together as one. It's a slipstream in the water, in the wind, and in time, all at the same time. <laughs> and let it flow through all hearts. True intercession at a kingship level of Godcraft. Enthroned in the Ancient of Days, with Ancient of Days ability. The seven stars in our right hand is one body. We travel in the water and the wind and through time, healing all the past of all the nations.
And you have a mouth on your stomach too? And drink from your belly. See mouths on your knees, you can drink from your knees. Get mouths on your feet, drink from your feet. Who says you're limited to your natural man, your spirit man? Has infinitely divine abilities. <laughs> and you start and activate them by drinking. That's the first step of the marriage supper of the Lamb, is drinking. Until you can drink through every cell of your body, and your flesh runs on living water instead of the natural dimension. You'll feel the change. Your body resists that person and gets addicted to the glory. It's totally transfigured. says he gave them all they wanted to drink from his living springs.
Isaiah 55.1 says, Listen, are you thirsty for more? Come to the refreshing waters and drink. <laughs> oh my God. Come to the refreshing waters and drink.
2018, I had a vision standing over the nation of America was a very tall, giant man, and he had the name religion written on him. And I saw him fall to the earth and shatter into complete dust. And my spirit was grieved, even though it was religion, because I knew that it was dead. And from the dust of this spirit that was broken over the nation, from the rivers that were flowing, small, little, tiny people started rising from the dust and manifesting into new life. And they all had little swords. And they were all anxious to go to war for the kingdom of God. And they were nourished by the waters. And I see now all of us being woven together as a people, as a tribe. And there is strength inside of each of us that God is pooling together. So while we each have our own weaknesses, we each have our own, you know, some of us might deal with ongoing depression. Some of us might deal with, you know, fatigue. Some of us might deal with whatever. There's, there is cancer, right? There's, there's weakness in the body individually. But we will come together and be woven together with all of our strengths in a unified body of Christ that all of our issues become eliminated because all of our strengths are, are woven together to form a perfect bride of Christ formed from the dust and resurrected into power. And we will look and no longer see those former things because we will be walking in our full body. We will become the new giant. But it won't be like the former. We'll end sin and affliction and iniquity and death for good. That's what's being formed right now.
feasting on the ocean of glory tonight. We're all fish. Jesus said, I'll make you fishers of men. We're men and women that have been fished already. Some of us, maybe not yet, but about to. Huh. But your fish nature can totally transform. I really see our fish nature evolving tonight. capable in the water. Some fish are really fast, some are slow. There's different water ability. God wants to make you great underwater. Joel's army is really an army of mermaids. <laughs> Redeemed water nymphs. That's true. Everyone has underwater powers. It's truly salvation in the water. The more you drink it, the more the Father is formed in you and his water ability until you're just full-blown Poseidon with tridents. <laughs> and the water tribe will take over the land and will drown the earth. It's the promise of Noah's Ark in the days of Noah. Those that begin to live underwater will take over all the dry places of the world Jesus prophesied it, and it's only a matter of time before drinkers and water ability takes over all society and everything's drowned in the glory. The city of David is a water city. The third temple is a water temple. Through the living water we bring forth the new heavens and the new earth where love dwells. There's no other blueprint in the entire Bible except this water to heal all creation. see people discovering stuff in the water, new items. When you find things in the water, angels will bring you stuff at times, or you'll discover things, or your friends will give you gifts in the water. Put them right in your belly. Absorb them into your spirit so that you have them forever. Learn how to upgrade your armor Learn how to upgrade your own spirit. 
everything you get from God, you can put into your spirit, and it will upgrade your spirit to have greater spiritual ability. Father, for the principality of water resting on the seven mountains and washing all flesh today. Thank you, Lord. Whoa. Mm. The water principality will grant the water people extraordinary favor. come from above. We come from the future. Raining down out of heaven. New Jerusalem coming down like a scroll. Where is it coming down? The top of a very high mountain, heavenly Jerusalem. The water city and the water temple of those that have ascended in their hearts by being built up in living water, which is divine love. Angels will help you at times to go higher. But it's most often through your own brothers and sisters who truly love you that can build your hearts up to live in the water city. The water city is the tabernacle of David. The covering of all the, all the earth, all creation. With glory. taking sign-ups for our Water Priesthood Internship. If you guys want 24-7 discipleship in the Water Priesthood, sign up at RiddlerMan.com and tell us which month you're interested in. We're almost booked for March and April. Fill out applications and tell us which month that you're available to come. We're going to fill up the whole year with water priest interns to multiply this revelation through America and we're taking international students. But it's the real deal. It's the highest calling in life to serve in the tabernacle of David in Ezekiel's water temple. It's the promised land of Christianity. It's the ushering in of the third day. And it seems a little out there, but with a little help from your friends, it'll become very real, very quickly. <laughs> your mind will open up and you'll understand the water temple. 
Sign up at redletterman.com if you want to be an intern this year. Completely transform your life. And for some of you, if it's, you know, financial, you, you feel the heart to come, sign up and we'll get you booked for a later month. And you can raise support just like you would for a missions trip. You know, your lodging's included with your stay here, so uh, no other internship offers that in the ministry realm. They all make you pay your own way. So your costs include, you know, your, your living expenses, your rent, uh, as well as, as being a part of the water priesthood. So uh, definitely get signed up so we can, you know, Brandon or I or Jake will we'll get in contact with you and have a discussion and get you booked out. Drowned. Mm. So good. Wow. <laughs> Just the thought of some of you, I know many of you, the thought of you living here in the redeemed crack house and being a part of our ministry 24-7, uh, just like, I can't even fathom how glorious it would be. Uh, I'm just thinking about some of you, I see your names in the chat right now. I'm like, if that person came, that would be completely crazy. <laughs> I love you guys so much. I see how anointed you guys are, and I just, uh, I'm really in love with you guys. I'm excited to live in the kingdom with all of you for eternity. It's really exciting for me. Each unique person brings so much to the table. And the water activates everything dormant in the heart. So you may not even know who you are yet. And the water will reveal who you are in Christ. And everyone in the water is great. Scripture says in the Old Testament that the least of them will be like King David. And the greatest like God the Father himself. That's a verse. The least like King David, the greatest like God the Father. Wow. That's everyone in Joel's army. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Shaka. Oh my god. So there's a lot to be activated in the water. <clears throat> so at least you should see yourself, according to scripture, that the lowest rank that you should look at yourself is, I'm a King David. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. Wow. <laughs> and some of you be like, I'm a Metatron. <laughs> yeah. I'm a God the Father. <laughs> Whoa. It's true. <clears throat> you need to see accurately without false humility. <laughs> Jesus said the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist, and John the Baptist was the greatest prophet of the Old Testament. 
of all time up until that point? Who do you see yourself as? Mm. Do you see yourself right now as someone greater than John the Baptist, to be accurate, and agreeing with Jesus Christ in the Bible? Wow. Do you agree that you're greater than John the Baptist? In humility, in the water, not in the flesh, not in the brain, not in knowledge, in substance of grace. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. That's you crazy. are gods. And not little G's. Because if there's a little G in you, we'll cast it out. You got a big G in you. Jesus come into my heart. He didn't give you a little Jesus. You get the fullness of deity in bodily form, every one of you. The waters wake you up to realize it, to remember it, who you are in the Trinity. <sighs> hmm. Something the earth has never seen before. Huh. The expression of the Father is not complete without you. Yeah. It's very important to understand how valuable you are. The Father cannot be expressed except through you. He created you to reveal to creation who He is. And He cannot be revealed except through us. You are as mighty as the Father is mighty. And He's not ashamed to call them his sons and daughters. Gods. You are gods. It's time for phenomenal Godcraft. It's going to blow Christianity away. The Spirit's been telling me, pretend like there's no Christian or non-Christian because... The whole expression of Christianity will so dramatically transform by these living waters that it just basically starting over from scratch worldwide. That's, that's true. It doesn't matter what you know, what you do, how many signs and wonders you have, how big your ministry is, what you've done in the past. This is so brand new. Scripture talks about in Isaiah that behold I do a new thing that you will not even believe it even if I told you. You've never seen it before and it springs forth now. It's the time of the city of David in the water temple that's the full expression of the kingdom of heaven on earth without any of man's opinions, without any flesh. Full spirit. The flesh is a good slave to the spirit when it's fully submitted, and the flesh will transfigure and be an excellent conduit of the spirit. But we've had so much flesh mixed in in leadership. We've had so much opinion and knowledge and so much brainy stuff mixed in. We're going to go full seven spirits of God. We're going to have a rainbow government over the waters. His throne rested over the waters at the flood, Psalm says. And the throne is the ark. And we're the people of the throne room glory. The people with our minds renewed to operate in the seven spirits of God, the rainbow seven colors of the mind of Christ, the rainbow of Noah's Ark, the promise of a government of divinity to rule over all creation. And it comes forth now. 
and it will wash and cleanse all flesh with rainbow fire, rainbow lightning, rainbow sparkles and rainbow waters, rainbow refreshment, <laughs> completely glorifying all souls from above. I see how the ark rose as we were built up in love and by feasting. We raised the waters above the nation's heads. We carried the ark on our shoulders. And as the waters rose in us, they rose throughout civilization until we lifted God above all flesh. And we drowned the world by our faith. And now we'll live in that realm over the flesh in the ark of his throne and with rainbow power so you got seven colors of the rainbow and you got seven stars in your right hand to enforce the mind of Christ angelically through all flesh in the world from the ark riding on the waters and everything in creation listen to this is already underwater the mind is just tuning in to how to use the waters to rule over the creation, over the flesh, and over blood. Christ filled the universe, it says in Colossians. That was 2,000 years ago. The issue is our minds getting renewed to the place of tapping into the power of Christ universally. It speaks of His omnipresence, Christ is omnipresent by His Spirit, clearly written in the Bible, and that Christ filled the universe when He rose from the dead. It is written in Colossians. But we haven't renewed our minds to that universal Christian power and authority. But we're getting there. But it's so far above anything that's taught in church or any building made by human hands. So we had to very much rebel against human Christianity and look like the bad guys for years in order to open up what's available high, high above the earth dimension, up in the angelic heavenly sphere, up on the high mountain over the kingdoms of this world. Jesus already has those keys to all the kingdoms of the world. He got them on the cross. The issue is who will rise to be fully crucified to themselves to live to Christ and to operate in His ability over the world. Nobody wants to give up their life, or all of it. We hold on to stuff we want to do. I want to do that. I want that kind of person. I want this kind of person. And we go so far and then we settle for, you know, that level. Who will go all the way until their throne is established? on the tops of the mountains in Zion. You know you're a throne? Isaiah 22, 23, you are a throne of glory and honor in the Father's house. And the Father's house rests as an ark over the seven mountains. The Spirit carried me to the city on top of the mountains, Revelation says. The angels will carry your spirit to the tops of the mountains to live in heavenly Jerusalem when you get serious. When you're not playing earthly games, pretending to be Christian, but living a natural life, Christ is a life-giving spirit. <laughs> we, 
We should be the most supernatural people, and we are. We are. Scary supernatural. The occult doesn't have anything on us. We absorb all the powers of the occult and transmute it into glory in Ezekiel's water kitchen. All the power of the demonic is fading. It is nothing when you know how to use the cross and the blood and the water and the oil in the name of Jesus. And even angel power. <laughs> it gets easier and easier the more you drink and understand the ability of the glory, the knowledge of the glory, the tree of life, the tree of life's ability to recycle everything in the universe, in the heavens, and the earth, and under the earth. The roots take care of everything under the earth. I don't care what the demons have done under the earth, in the realm of Sheol, the realm of the dead, the underworld. It doesn't matter what hell's been doing. It's completely ir irrelevant when you get into the ability of the tree of life. The roots go into the underworld and clean out all the hell and burn it into a different dimension. You only have to deal with it anymore. The trunk goes through the atmosphere and the firmament. The branches go through the stars and the leaves of this tree are the healing of all flesh and the covering of the nations. <coughs> it's just getting out of all the distractions for the abilities of the tree of life to be formed in you. And what's the key to any tree? Water in the roots. Watering the heart garden. You know you need seed. So you're putting the word in your heart. And the branches will push out all the crap that's not true out of your head. So your head has good fruit on it. And then all the birds of the air come and eat from your branches and rest in your branches. It's the nations. That's the harvest of the whole world coming to the glory of your rising. And what's rising? The tree of life within you. By drinking, by bearing fruit, and fruit that lasts, your tree weathers storms, until the storms of life have basically destroyed everything except the tree of life on earth. Satan will destroy Satan. The kingdom divided cannot stand. Demons fight demons. They're the jealousy demons, jealous of another jealousy demon. And they're all divided. And so they'll all be in storms, but the tree of life can weather them all. As long as you cling in your heart and your mind and your flesh to Jesus Christ in you, you'll get promoted through everything you go through in life. And it'll get easier because you'll know how to weather storms. It doesn't mean the storms are there. It's just like, oh, I already dealt with that 10,000 times. Your tree gets so big and strong and so fed with the river of life. And the angels get so strong in your branches, it's just nothing can phase you anymore. Oh. It's called being oaks of righteousness. <laughs> I see it like a redwood forest. Gigantic Jurassic-sized trees with their root system interlocking above ground. The networking of the sons of God in our hearts becoming one. Even our minds being fused and our souls being fused in the mind of Christ, to be one rainbow arc of intelligence over all brains on earth. <laughs> That's unity of the brethren. Amen. So important. And there's such a picture of this being released in fullness. Now, I don't know whether it was divine timing or faith or why it's all happening now. I can't, I can't answer that for you, but what I can answer is what's coming. <laughs> What I can tell you is if this is the starting point for this greatest awakening, what's, what's coming next? Do you realize that the dead are raised first? Mm. 
and then the judgment begins for the dead first, and then those living get judged? Do you understand that we're literally going to go raise up everyone who has died ever? Out of all the graves, out of all the tombs, out of all the prisons, so that they can be judged? That's the first step. Then the living are judged. Why do you think the living go through so much tribulation? Because they start seeing the saints of old walking around, like in the time of Christ and His resurrection, when that's what they experienced in Jerusalem. They said all the saints of old were wandering the streets. The Jews saw them, the Gentiles saw them, everyone saw them. That's the starting point. That's where we're headed. And so the demonic at this point, like, hear my heart here. The demonic would rather leave us alone because to kill us would actually be doing us a favor. To martyr us would like just totally send us into total like glory evolution because there's nothing they can steal anymore. There's still a lot of fulfillment. There's still a lot of things that have to take place. But see, what are the two witnesses? It says the two witnesses come forth and they release the power over the earth. The book of Revelation. And that their life cannot be taken from them until a certain time. The two witnesses, it's, it's Jesus and the bride walking in full power. It's Elijah and, and Moses, you know, like whoever you want to put in that picture, Enoch, you know. But it's a representation of the full spiritual power in a dual form. It's an evolved spiritual form. Of, it's, an, it's an evolved presence of the Holy Spirit. Marriage coming forth in Adam fullness. Adam and Eve glorified, man and woman glorified. Yep, it's, it's Elijah's double portion with a double portion. <laughs> <laughs> Untouchable authority. Chaga. That's where we're headed. I mean, it's just radical, glorious works of God all from the cup of the Lamb. Extravagant. Mmm. <clears throat> Seafoam green. <laughs> oh, wow, you yeah. see the froth on the water? <laughs> it's like the froth of our mouths because we're so high right now. <laughs> a, new, a new expression of frothing out the mouth. Oh, he's just in the ocean of glory. <laughs> yeah, the foamy water. Whoa. Oh my god. That's not epilepsy, that's just glory. Uh, finally has just seawater coming out of his mouth instead of a mixture for the first time in his life. Whoa. Uh, it's normal. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Can you guys see my? Can you guys see me? Am I still? A, am I still a body? <laughs> I think I'm mist hovering over water. <laughs> uh, 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 I don't still have a body, do I? Does anyone even hear me? 
Can you hear him on multiple levels? <laughs> Can you hear him foaming at the mouth? <laughs> hear him in the oh. belly, hear him in the heart, hear him in the mind, and then hear him in the angelic over the heads. When we speak in the voice of many waters, it's a multiple tiered fountain of living waters to feed every part of you and to glorify every part of you. Don't forget that my genitalia are in the depths of the well of humility. Hear what my genitalia are speaking. Amen. That's good. It's so beautiful. The virgins speak. It's your roots. My roots. Your roots are very important. Yeah. yeah. Perfect roots. You can't avoid them. You have to let those get cleaned out too. From the bottom up. The pure in roots will see God. Mm. Dug deep down to the river of Oh. The type of deliverance I've been seeing lately is deliverance over nations. Not even over people anymore. It's over cities and over nations. Why? Why are the powers and principalities and thrones over nations being delivered? Because they've never been fully spiritually unified, like the vision I said earlier. They've been oppressed, and those demons had not been cast out. We're coming to a point where we're walking in the promised land and evacuating them from our promised land so that we can be unified as the 12 tribes of Israel in the promised land. And so we're taking down these demonic forces like with complete ease. I mean, look, there's you got to pray through it, you got to you got to go through it, and you got to be led through it. But that's where the Spirit's leading. It's like, by comparison, why even bother unless someone brings it to your attention with one-on-one -on -one deliverance? Because as soon as the whole nation gets delivered, then everyone will instantly be delivered at once and harvested. And honestly, you, you become, like, you should be in a... Let me say this. You should be getting your spirit in a position where you know you're far bigger than the spirit over a nation. Your yeah. spirit is far bigger than a spirit over a nation. It's nothing. It's like a little pebble. So you just got to flick the little pebble out of the way and reconnect the bride to one another and let the whole bride enter the mind of Christ. Super soaker.
in John 6.18 and it says, By now a strong wind began to blow and was stirring up the waters. <laughs> but it's important we stay humble because even with water, 1 Corinthians 3.7 says, this means that the one who plants is not anybody special, nor the one who waters. <laughs> Take that hit of humility. For God is the one who brings the supernatural growth. Amen. Whoa. Now the one who plants and the one who waters are equally important and on the same team. But each will be rewarded for his own work. Hmm. Shabbat. <laughs> Psalms 2.8 Ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance and the ends of the earth your possession. That's the call. Nations and the full earth. I tell you the truth, many men have tried to do this in their carnal minds and failed. And it's become religion. This is why we're dealing with the spiritual realm over nations and over the earth and taking our inheritance, the promised land, in fullness. Easy, simple, complete work already done in Christ. We just walk it out. This is how you cast mountains into the sea. When, when people put a mountain before you, and they, they, they're, what they're doing is they're putting humanistic works, or they're putting unbelief and they're putting doubt before you and saying, well, you can't do that because of this. You can't, you can't harvest the whole earth. How would you ever reach 8 billion people in a lifetime? How did Christ... Magic get his entire gospel to go out throughout the whole earth without any media. <laughs> All they had was stone tablets, you know. Word of mouth. But the word of the Lord came forth and the word did the work. By faith, it carried forth. So when these people are putting mountains in front of you, you got to get a vision of that mountain being again like a pebble and you got to flick it into the, into the water and get it out of your way and let your spirit be bigger than the obstacle. Water, vision, and natural realm, little pebble. Insignificant natural realm, significant glory realm, water, vision. That's a fully renewed mind that sees by the glory surrounding all the natural. And the enemy preys on people whose minds are renewed to see from the glory waters. 
And it says that Jezebel sat on the many waters and exploited the many waters because the people's minds weren't renewed to the ability of the waters. Mm -hmm. That's how the whore of Babylon and Jezebel and the principalities have operated, preying on everyone's deception, especially religious deception. So as we gain back our water ability, the whore of Babylon just falls. Clearly written in Revelation. Yeah, I also see it as the amount of spirit that we're walking at this point, the moment another human spirit comes into our sphere of influence, all the wounds in their heart, all the places where the world's hurt them and, and made it hard for them to believe in true love, when they're faced with true love, their spirit knows it and their heart knows it and it knows that that wound can be healed. And that wound is a place where Satan was able to get his roots done into bitterness and contempt and anger and and hardness of heart and walls that people put up to protect themselves from the world. And when their heart and their spirit comes in contact with perfect love, it has no choice but to collapse and dissolve instantaneously. It's like an instant salvation. And the higher we walk, people will be saved right up into the throne of God. People will be saved right up into the highest heaven. Especially for me, women, and how they reacted to me. Like, women are usually typically crying. <coughs> to me, they don't respond really very well to me. And today it was like, even new people were just like, no one ever says hi to me. I'm always like the one that says hi and engages and loves on them. And they were like, hi. Like, hi. And as you were talking, I was seeing how, like, as your own heart wounds get completely flooded with the love glory and you don't have it's like heart wounds react to heart wounds and when you don't have a heart wound for them to, to be pressed out towards them and you only have love towards them they can only feel your love and they can only it's just like if you have a demon and they have a demon it starts butting heads immediately if you don't have it they're just like oh wash me in your love let me give you love back. It's straight. And Brandon had been talking about it today, how the level that we're going into is actually reaping favor immediately. And yeah. I started experiencing that immediately after he said it, oh, after we went into a certain level today. Mm -hmm. There's a, a release of your hearts, of the river of love that grants you favor with all men once they're washed. And Penny and I stepped into that today, everywhere we went with everyone, to a degree. But everyone was completely touched by the love glory on a brand new level of sovereignty. I was surprised, actually. Because you're, re you're releasing these living waters, and it's hitting the flesh. But it takes a while for the animal nature to get washed. The animals came into the ark and they're saved through water. So you're bringing the water and you're washing the animal mind, the unrenewed mind, is a beast. And it takes a while to reprogram it from the fallen angel's pride. But it's being reprogrammed in America right now to respond to these waters positively. And that's what's going to grant the people of the water city and the water temple extraordinary favor beyond anything the world has ever seen. Uh, All it took 
was us getting perfected in our hearts in love and through our mind gates in our forehead to release the nature of the Father called the river of life, which is perfect agape love. And just keep washing the animals and just getting all the stains and all the attacks from the animals, all the acid attacks and everything. I mean, it, it's a huge mess, but the water cleans it up so perfectly. We're coming, we've been doing it for so many years that the water is coming to a place of washing all animal flesh so that their hearts are responding in love and they'll be kind to one another. You're reprogramming people's personalities. You're softening hearts. The fountain of life is the people of God in the high place of the world washing the nations. And everyone is getting a drink because it's everything that has breath. And the hardest hearts can get softened. The issue is unconditional love, which is always allow them to drink. That doesn't mean if you have a really bad animal, you keep them right next to you and let them keep attacking you and hurting you. No, no, no. Push that one down the mountain. They can drink somewhere else. That doesn't mean that people can mistreat you. It means that you just wash everyone and you don't harden your heart towards any animal attacking you, any pride attacking you, any mocking thing attacking you and you keep watering them. You're watering the garden. You're the fountain of life on earth. The city on the hill is the water city that washes all flesh until the world is perfected by divine love. And that's what we're breaking into this season as a tribe. And more and more people will join us. And love from the city of David and the water temple will take over America very quickly and the rest of the world after that. And that's God's plan for this world. That's what the days of Noah are. The water of the days of Noah is the living water, also known as love. <laughs> well, I know where a lot of us get hung up on in moving into these deeper things is, well, what about people's free will? Well, don't even look at that. Look at God's will. What is God's will? Why do we even say the Lord's Prayer? God, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What we're saying is, bring your will forth, so then why would we stop it because of, because of a mountain of unbelief that a person is carrying in their own free will? Let me give you an example right in Scripture. Jesus and, and the demoniac. You know, he goes to the island, and as he steps out of the boat, the man with the demons, he's not clothed, he's, he's a mess, and he's like, why are you bothering me, Jesus of Nazareth, as he falls to his knees? And it says, for Jesus had been commanding the demon out of him. Jesus didn't ask permission of, of this person's will to start dealing with deliverance. He went and did the will of God. He knew God's will enough to know this man did not deserve to be tormented by these demons, and these demons had to go. Now that came out of a place of intimacy. You know, so there is there is guidance and there is direction on this. I'm not just saying go willy-nilly. But what I'm saying is what is the Father's will and where does he want to put you for the day over a person, over a city, over a nation to bring healing and deliverance, to bring fullness. And then we don't get caught up in the arguments of humanistic nature and and demonology, you know. 
we just get cut right to the source and say what because when you're walking in perfect love of the father it has to be obeyed there's no other way around it if you release perfect love over a situation it has to bend your knee it has to bend its knee to you because it is the perfect will it is the only will that is allowed to come forth you actually shift the purpose of this the purpose Jesus went and healed and delivered was to shift people out of the free will where they bought the lie into the perfect will it was it was modifying them into their divine nature and setting them completely free at once is as simple as on the day of the Lord no one has free will every knee bows it's as simple as that and the higher we rise the faster we're speeding up the day of the Lord and we're bringing the day of the Lord back into my future their past <laughs> you're bringing the day of the Lord back into this timeline because the day of the Lord is outside of time it's a mountain sitting above space and time and as you rise higher up the mountain you're placing it back into time and space and running it back through the human timeline mm -hmm. and as you bring that day of the Lord that eternal day of the Lord back into the time stream you are bringing in a day with no free will where the presence that you're carrying every knee bows and every tongue confesses and that perfect love of what you're walking in causes people most people I see them completely breaking down and dissolving and responding to that love and receiving it. That's that's the reaction you should expect. Don't even expect any other reaction. Um, don't even expect other reactions. See everyone. See everyone as receiving that love and love hopes all and believes all. And it's and how you see people is what they will become. See them as receiving it. That's the magic of love. Is they have to receive it when you see them as receiving it because mm. love sees perfectly and love desires that all would be saved and if love desires that all would be saved and your perfect will is the perfect magic over all of human humankind and they have to bow to you see everyone is receiving it and watch as they just do watch as they just do receive it <laughs> it happens <laughs> Yeah, there's a unique thing when you get a picture of the day of the Lord in your own spirit that actually starts quickening how you release it naturally on the earth. Yeah. And this is something that's actually been robbed. The acceleration that we're, we started to step into in the spirit proceeding into 2020 is, is walking back in the acceleration because John saw the day of the Lord 2,000 years ago when he wrote Revelations. Look, John saw the seals being opened and described what the opening of the seals looked like. So what does that tell us about when the seals were opened? When were the seals actually opened? Are they open now? Are they open in the spirit? Are they, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pull you into something intentionally so that you can start thinking with the sound mind of Christ. But right out of 2 Peter, this is what we're called into, chapter 3. 
Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, speaking of the day of the Lord, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which heaven will be set on fire and dissolved and the heavenly bodies will be melted as they burn. We are supposed to hasten the coming of the Lord by waiting on it, by actually meditating on that day and bringing it forth into the natural. By saying, what does that day of the Lord behold for us? What does it mean about the coming of God and, and, and the fullness of God? And quickening it through our spirits and birthing it in the natural. And this is happening on a corporate level. I don't think it's ever happened on a corporate level before. On a worldwide level of the hastening of the day of the Lord. But we're commissioned to clothe ourselves with the, with the white garments. To be able to stand in that day and not be dissolved. To be eternal. When you get a picture of that in your own spirit, it actually accelerates you so fast. It, you, you birth yourself beyond your own flesh. You enter into the fullness of the spiritual nature, and your spiritual nature, nature takes over, and you enter a living revival. You enter out of the works of the eighth day, which is complete rest and new beginnings, and its fullness. And everything you start doing is, is just that. It follows you wherever you go. Make haste, my beloved ones. <laughs> we can make the day of the Lord come as fast as we want. <laughs> In the natural. It's up to us. It's written that we bring it forth. Revelation says it's in your hands. For me, it's a positioning of my heart. My heart is to see this entire planet free of the curse. That's the heart of God. I want to see the entire planet free. And so my works and my toil is doing whatever it takes by the Spirit of God to make that come to pass. Setting us free from this spiritual prison that Satan has put us in. And that we've already been purchased from, but we haven't stepped out of. So helping us understand that we are actually, we, we've been enslaved by the curse and coming out of the curse into complete promised land power where life will not ever be the same again.
interesting this morning, the Spirit was talking to me about flying. And we shared in a YouTube video 14 verses about flying. But I thought it was particularly interesting. I want to just share this real quickly, because I feel like it's important revelation. It says that the woman was given the wings of a great eagle to escape the wilderness and the face of the red dragon, to escape all spiritual warfare. It says that the, the river of wormwood spewed out of the dragon's mouth and everyone that drank it died. How about you go above his face and never deal with the waters of pride ever again? That's a, a zero demon zone, a demon-free zone. And so the key is the wings being attached to you. The wings of the great eagle. The great eagle is Jesus Christ, the spirit of prophecy. And all of you have wings. You get your wings by receiving prophetic revelation, living truths. And you add them into your spirit, and your wings grow out your back. Very important. Because we think we've heard the gospel, but so few of us actually have. Because Scripture says that the eternal good news, Revelation 14, 6, Then I witnessed another angel flying in the sky, carrying a message of eternal good news to announce to the earth, to every tribe, language, people, and nation. Flying in the sky with the message of the good news, which is the word gospel. Meaning that no one is really hearing the eternal gospel Unless they're hearing it from a flying creature, a flying creature, someone that's not in the earth dimension, but in the angelic dimension. The angelic dimension is so new to Christianity that very few have solidified their souls in that realm to bring this gospel. And until this gospel... <coughs> from the flying dimension, from the angel dimension is preached. The world hasn't... That's why God's saying to everyone, just start over as if never, no one's ever heard the gospel. Because the truth is, most Christians have never heard the gospel from the angelic realm. Yeah. From the True. fullness of the glory realm. And that's why they think we're freaks. And that's why so few can even tune in, because they have other gospels. They have earth dimension gospels which are no Gospels at all. That's all Satanic religion. All of it. That's what the waters from the angelic realm are here to destroy so that people can listen to the flying Gospel from the sky. Wow. <clears throat> so, you can't preach the Gospel until you fly. Revelation 14.6 And then Revelation 19.17 Then I saw an angel standing in the sun shouting to all the flying birds of the sky. Come and gather for God's great supper. You can't feast until you fly. So the progression is receive the wings, be carried above the face of the dragon by feasting on the prophetic gospel from the angelic glory realm, and then the great supper occurs. It's a progression in the book of Revelation. But it starts with flying, and then you fly to the place of the feast. And when you're feasting, having flown to the high place over the seven mountains, and the high place is living in the New Jerusalem. This Jerusalem is here, folks. It's here. 
All that matters is you getting wings, hearing the true angelic gospel that will raise you from the dead into the high place spiritually and mentally and physically. Your body changes as your soul goes up too. You'll never get sick again. You'll transfigure. You'll, you'll feel those divine abilities transfer from your heart to your soul to your flesh as you hear the true angelic good news. And then in that place, a feast occurs. It's the feast of everyone who hears the real gospel. <laughs> but it's from the angel realm. I mean, it's so crystal clear in Revelation. It's from the angel realm. And so few have received the true gospel. Most people that hear this true gospel that we preach every day call it cult. You see how they react. I mean, we posted some stuff yesterday and today, and within minutes, there was several slanderous, I'd hate to be you on Judgment Day. And these are all born-again Billy Graham Christians. All of them. And only thing that came out of them was pure condemnation, 100%. Because that's not the real gospel. They haven't been eating the angelic glory gospel. They're still stuck in the earth dimension, in false gospels, in false Christianity. And now it's our commission to bring the true gospel that raises the dead angelically. You'll get wings, you get feasted, you get, you get flying, and then you get located on the mountains. And you can feel when you're going to higher dimensions. You can feel when you're ascending. You can feel. For years, I feel my wings growing out my back. Scripture says the prophetic revelation grants you the wings of the great eagle. <laughs> Amen. Let's see if we can find that here. This verse is so juicy. Revelation 12, 14. But the two wings of the great eagle were given to the woman so that she could fly. <laughs> Who's the woman? The bride of Christ. It's every believer is given angel wings of the great eagle. An eagle represents the prophetic. So the more you get into the prophetic and feast on the prophetic revelation, the prophetic food, everything a living, interpreting everything, Humility, interpreting everything as revelatory, 24-7, 365, the bigger your wings get. And you can fly down, pluck people up, take them to the top of the mountain. You have 100% at certain levels of all archangel ability. Sons of God are greater than archangels. It's true. More powerful than Michael. It's true. <laughs> and you can be built up prophetically to that level of power. And that's where the Father wants to take the sons and daughters. But you have to be willing to feast on something completely different than what you've been told as Christianity. Yeah. Because that pride, that knowledge is what blocks people from receiving, getting wings, and going to the mountain city, the city of David. Amen. Yeah. The church is stuck on the cross, and they've never come down from it. It's like religion blocked them on the cross and not beyond the cross. That's why the resurrection power comes through the full gospel. <laughs> and the issue is, because the enemy has sowed so many seeds of religion, I mean, the leaven has leavened the whole lump of all flesh in the world. 
The father's just like, don't even pay attention to what these <laughs> devils are doing. And they're devils. They're devils with skin on. Religion is the darkest demon in Satan's hell. It's true. There's nothing darker. It's the most wicked, evil spirit that exists in hell. And it's the one that's tolerated in every church in the world. Self-righteousness, pride, ego, false Christianity, Jezebel. These evil spirits are even applauded in most churches, in most charismatic churches. So don't even pay attention to anything that's ever happened before in Christianity. We're starting fresh from the mountaintops with the water gospel and with the great eagle gospel, and we're giving out wings, we're giving out waters, we're giving out, what does it say in Psalms? Men ate the bread of angels. Guess what happens when you eat the bread of angels? You get angel wings. <laughs> when you eat your angel wings, you'll fly right up to the mountaintops. You can't come down because you have angelic ability. If you keep eating angel food from the eternal gospel flying midair, giving people the true gospel that gives you wings, you'll be able to overcome every obstacle in life. You just fly above it. And you've learned how to eat prophetic revelation. So you keep your wings and you grow your wings and you start just getting deep into the gospel. Yeah. It, it's like, it, I see it every, like, even in... People going out and witnessing and like they, they just think that I mean down to like the very core of spreading the gospel people think that it's going they see it on the very first level only mm -hmm. they see it as going out like stopping someone while they're shopping and, and telling them about Jesus <clears throat> and that does absolutely yep. nothing because they're stuck on the surface crust dirt of the earth and they have nothing to offer them. And even if they get that person to say a prayer and accept Jesus, they've done absolutely nothing for them. Probably made them worse and yeah. actually definitely made them worse. And and then, then the next level, maybe someone, you, you stop someone, you give them a prophetic word and the charismatic Christians you know, even get words, words of knowledge like, oh, I saw that your daughter's name is Amanda and... Um, you know, she has cancer and she's going to be healed and maybe Amanda even gets healed from cancer and you offered them some some sort of mixture and it still did nothing for them because it's still a mix, mixture and if they don't increase from there, they're just going to backslide and get worse. But ultimately, Christ's work on the cross sent the Holy Spirit as a sevenfold spirit out into the ends of the earth with the angels tagged along to do all the works as he sits on the throne. And a river of living water pours out from his belly into the ends of the earth and he's single-handedly saving the entire earth through the souls of men and through the angels while he sits on a throne. And that's hard for people to comprehend because they only see things physically and naturally. <laughs> but a natural gospel is actually completely death. And it's nothing but death. <laughs> and you have to see it black and white like that. The only, the only ones that are alive are the ones that are spiritual. And actually, God actually showed me today that 
you take like what Brandon's saying, take your eyes off the church entirely. They're done for, completely done for. They're just sliding off a cliff into destruction and death. And there's no walls out of any single human in the entire earth who has a pure heart and who honestly seeks and wants the truth. And they might not even know who God is or what God is or even believe in God, but they want the truth and they want, they have a pure heart. That's soil that Christ will immediately harvest right off the bat. And I see a lot of anyone who's spiritual, anyone who has a spiritual mind is just going to shoot up and be harvested just like that. <laughs> and a lot of the Christians the entire time will be calling a cult or new age or something like that. They'll be calling the move of the Lord something that it's not. You you can watch and see the Christians prophesying hell against what heaven is doing. You can you'll actually see the Christians and people who call themselves followers of Christ prophesying out of the mouth of the devil telling what that what God is doing is Satan. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. <laughs> It'll be completely polarized. The church is a city on a hill. The true church is a gold cube of revelation. And it rests on the seven mountains. And you can only raise people to the elevation you're at. Every word out of your mouth that goes into a person that listens to you will either build them up or raise them down according to the elevation of your own soul. So true evangelism is as easy as getting so built up with prophetic revelation, angel bread, that you live in the city on the mountains so that when you just casually speak anything out of your mouth, and anyone listens, they rise in every word out of your mouth. Yeah. There's so much power coming out of you because of the elevation of your soul. If you talk about hockey, football, soccer, tennis, water polo, whatever, as it just comes out of your mouth and it energizes their hearts, they'll come up into your city by hearing your words. They'll have encounters in the glory city because that's where your heart is. That's where your soul is. That's where your tree of life is. Your entire being lives on the mountaintops. So the most important thing is getting built up with angel bread, prophetic revelation, growing your wings and living in the city of God. The, ch the only church that will remain in the coming days of storms, in the coming days of love judgment, is the gold cube. Everything else is cult. They call us every name, but we live already in New Jerusalem for years. And this gold cube will take over the seven mountains. <laughs> we have put our shoulders as the water priests of the end times to the ark to carry it. And it is the gold cube. That's the ark. That's Noah's ark, the days of Noah. That's the throne of God. It rests on the waters. It's all about the New Jerusalem. It's all about being citizens of the city on a hill. It's all about spiritual elevation by feasting on the true gospel. Everyone that believes and eats and receives the true gospel rises into the city. Everyone false is outside the city gates, it is written. So make that your priority. 
And you'll know because you'll feel the rising, you'll feel all the false lies and crap burn off of you as you hear the real gospel. People start hearing our words and they feel like they're dying. The only thing that's dying is the lies in you. The weeds are dying. Mm -hmm. There's so many weeds in people's hearts from false gospels, all kinds of crap in this world from fallen angels sowing lies and seeds into people's hearts. That when the true eternal gospel of New Jerusalem is preached from the mountaintops, most people feel like they're dying. That's why our numbers are so few, because we bring the true eternal gospel angelically from the elevation on top of the mountains. So it's true transformation, and it's a permanent and eternal transformation. All you got to do is stay feasting, and you get solidified in New Jerusalem. And that realm opens up the eyes of your heart, open up, your mind gets renewed, your soul gets sacrificed to live in the glory, and you begin to see out of that dimension. That's the dimension of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's the dimension that the Father and the Son live in. You want to live in the same glory dimension as the Father and the Son, you have to be built up by prophecy, prophetic revelation, living words, and the river of life, and the angels, very important, into the New Jerusalem. That's our promised land. It will be sealed in that city. Everyone that's not in that city hasn't really tasted true Christianity yet. There's a million counterfeits down below. And Satan, his favorite thing is counterfeiting Christianity, just like it was in the Old Testament. He counterfeited the covenant continuously, deceiving everyone. And look at the Pharisees, a total counterfeit of what the original design of the Old Covenant was supposed to be. I mean, to, to the point where they became the very enemies of God by practicing the religion of the Old Testament. It's the same thing today. Those who practice the New Testament, very much, many of them have become the very enemies of the New Covenant by practicing the New Testament. So the real gospel will burn all of that out of the earth, out of the air, out of the atmosphere. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, false Christian, Christianity, beast system, will completely melt because it's wood, hay, and stubble. So anything that can be shaken and burned will be burned by the true gospel. And it's important we bring that fire in an ever-increasing heat. And the fervency of the fire is the potency of our love. You want to get stronger in fire? Find other lovers that live in this glory realm and sharpen each other's hearts. Grow in love. Strengthen the tribe. Strengthen the community. And just get so strong that we can melt down metal. And we will. We will melt down all the enemies of God. I got a prophetic word in Google Translate that says, melt down everything on everyone. That's the commission. That's right. Melt everything on everyone. You see Moses coming down the mountain, just melting the golden calf. He's melting the idolatry. The fire of love, true agape at Father God's level, melts idols. Doesn't matter what is in their head. It's not going to kill you. It's going to melt the idols, which makes most people feel like they're dying because their entire conscience is interwoven with the idolatry of the natural realm. So it has the appearance of death, but it's actually eternal life. The gospel sounds like death to those that are dying, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, but life to those that are living. That's the true gospel. When you bring the angelic glory from on high, People heard the angel and they were scared and thought they were dying. Well, they just heard the gospel. 
what was dying. The idolatry of their natural senses connected to the natural realm was dying, and it must die. It must die the deaths. And the only thing resurrected is the spiritual senses through the crucified flesh. And the flesh remains, but it's just a good slave to the spirit and the renewed mind. And that's what actually transfigures your flesh. Prioritizing the spirit over the soul and the soul over the body. Getting into divine order. Having the same plumbing of God. God prioritizes the spirit. Jesus obeyed the spirit over the flesh, superseding the flesh and all the flesh's laws continuously. So the enemies always thought he was breaking the law. They accused him continuously. But he was obeying in the spirit. Because it's all about obedience in the heart, in the invisible unseen realm where God the Father lives, the Father God dimension. Serving that dimension of Father God's existence and not caring how it looks to anyone else in any other dimension. That's how you go the distance with God. That's how you get raised to the high place. That's how you melt down the idols. It's true love for the Father. Amen. Yeah. Well, and Brandon just gave some really important keys. Look, this is how you test the Spirit of the Lord in the gospel message that's being released, whether it's the full gospel or a watered-down, incomplete gospel that is not in fullness or a false gospel. Look, the only those who are able to preach the gospel of us reigning from the seven mountains of God in the New Jerusalem is the gospel message. Now, how are you going to do that with the, have you ever heard that type of teaching preached in, in any church anywhere, in, in a normal religious setting? No, because they're not empowering your spirit to spread and grow and manifest and have dominion over the whole earth, which was the commission from the beginning to have dominion over the animal kingdom and over the whole earth. And by being over the seven mountains representing the seven days, being in fullness also representing the seven spheres of influence and the city on top of those seven mountains, the city of light. That your spirit is light enough to enter the city. And how does it how does it get into that city? It's very clear in Ezekiel 47 of the water temple of God. Amen. If it's not full of water, it's dry, dead revelation. It's old. If it's not partnering with the waters like Moses and God himself with Noah and Jesus with all of his waterworks and John literally wrote consistently about every work that God did that Jesus manifested had to do with water, every single one. If it's not partnered with the water, it's dead. And that's how you can let your spirit test the revelation that's being poured out because it will be watery. The voice of God is like the voice of the sound of many waters, rivers of water. And you have to be able to test that to endure all the falseness that's out there in the earth right now and to find the true hope. If it doesn't get you high, it's not God. <laughs> Angels flying in midair. You hear those words, you go right up with the angel in midair. You're at the exact elevation in your mind of what you're listening to and entertaining. If you can listen and entertain the true words of God, 
you'll go right up into heaven like Jack and the Beanstalk. People listen to all kinds of voices down below. They get sucked down below. They get full of demons and full of hate and bitterness and jealousy and sin. It's the words and the higher elevation that you allow into your heart that raises you up. Most people don't have a tolerance for higher words yet. Because the lower words fight the higher words. The tree of knowledge is from below. The tree of life is from above. The transformation of civilization is a people that sacrifice everything below to come into full maturation in what is from above, the tree of life. And then the leaves cover. Well, if the leaves cover and heal the nations, what do you think the seeds from the fruits do? Okay? You know the tree of life has fruit. Scripture talks about the fruit of the tree of life, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Imagine just the leaves, healing nations, with the fruit and the seed glorifying the nations, transfiguring the nations, putting the nations into the Garden of Eden is what the seed and the fruit is going to do. This world is under siege from the tree of life. Very few realize what's going on right now. The tree of life grows on the top of the mountains. The tree of life's been fighting every enemy of life for 2,000, I mean 6,000 years. There's always been men and women that have partnered with the tree of life. Jesus Christ himself is the tree of life. But now, the tree of life takes over. This is the time in history where the tree of life takes over the whole world, the heavens, the earth, and under the earth, and fills the universe through men and women who sacrifice the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's so simple, but so few sacrifice the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Most people are holding on to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, their natural senses, valuing their natural ability, and are not willing to sacrifice hardly anything. But those who do will change the world. And everyone that wouldn't go the distance and wouldn't sacrifice their natural ability fights those that will and attacks them continuously because they prove their works are evil. John chapter 1. Light came in the world, but darkness hated the light, despised the light, rejected the light because it revealed their hearts were evil. That these people love the lies of Satan and his angels. These are evil-hearted people that reject love, that reject goodness, that reject God and Jesus, His Son, and they live for the demons. They live for fallen angels and lies and delusions. They live for self instead of others. These are wicked people. And the tree of life will destroy their wickedness. Now, whether they go with the fallen angels... That's up to everyone in the world. And I believe most of those decisions have not been made yet. In the coming days, when the glory is so strong that it penetrates all flesh strongly like a flood, physically feeling it and seeing it, smelling it, all five physical senses, experiencing it, at that moment is your critical decision. Will I go into the tree of life, into this new world of goodness and love, or will I die off with the fallen angels in the old world that's peeling away into the lake of fire? That's what's going to transpire in the coming years 
It'll get stronger and stronger every day by the fruit production of those who've overcome and live on the mountaintops. Men and women like you and I, pioneers that are living already in the New Jerusalem and opening up with every word every day. Watering the garden with our words. So the Song of Moses says, And my words descended like light rain on the tender mown grass. The words come down from the high place and they feed all flesh until our words completely cut down all the tree, the knowledge of good and evil in the world. Amen. So guard your heart above all else, for out of it flow the issues of life. And don't think that you're any better. Don't think that you're in any higher of a position, but take the low position, always guarding your heart, always letting the Father and the angels guard over your heart, always keeping your heart in the Father's hands, always keeping your existence tucked inside of His existence, letting Him live for you, letting Him live through you and to you and around you and for you, and just let the Father hold your heart in His complete purity in the crystal clear waters of his river and let it be continuously washed every single day so that you can have a clean heart flowing pure waters because things will get way more intense than they are right now we've experienced a lot of judgment and refinement but there will come a day where every single day that you chose to die will count every single moment that you chose to die to yourself will count and it'll count because the layers of flesh that have peeled off your soul and been refined in the fires will not need to be peeled off in that day and you won't be judged according to that flesh but you'll be judged according to the spirit to the degree that you've let Christ take over your flesh and flood the rooms of your soul inside of your mind and surrendered your control and surrendered your beliefs and surrendered all the good and bad things in your life and surrendered the entire natural dimension for his kingdom to reign through it. Guard the issues of your heart. Guard your heart for out of it the issues flow. The thing, just let. I don't know, but do something. Yeah, only let good seed in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be poisoned by Satan's face. Yeah, happy face. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And and even at the sound of my very voice right now, I just want to release that impartation to many of you because, look, it comes by the word of God pouring forth. And so I release the sword of the Lord to cut off all the dead branches and the darkened mindsets that have been put over your soul and over your mind to cut it off completely and that you would be awakened in the full manifestation of the power of the Lord, not just that you would stop at the religious works, but that you you would enter the spiritual inheritance that's been apportioned to you in fullness and that your spirit would awaken your soul and you would fulfill the will of the Father in every command and every act of love that he has on your destiny scroll and even the things that have been blocked from seasons past come into fullness now so that you reap your full reward and you're accelerated into a functioning manner that everything that comes before you as a mountain is crushed and brought down and melted and put in the water of God and that you're made full and one with the river of God to walk in full manifested sonship power in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Good stuff, you guys. You're blessed by this ministry. 
and give an offering at redlettermin.com. We'll put on some soaking music here for a little bit. You guys can absorb it all in and get refreshed. We love you guys very much. We'll see you online. We'll see you in the cloud. And we'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Hey, guys. Love you so much. I think a couple of my new age people from my Instagram popped on to listen. You can put your phone up here and broadcast on your Instagram if you want to. Not yet. Oh, not yet. I'm not even saying the name Jesus on my Instagram at all. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like going super undercover right now. We gotta call one of our interns, so we should okay. do that upstairs if we're gonna leave this on.